0: hey world you're listening to the real rob taylor on real broken links or a three-piece band whose brand of dark electro rock has drawn comparisons with depeche mode and nine inch nails previous releases of three EP- eps and two albums along with extensive european touring has gained them a formidable international fan base joining me now is guitarist and frontman for broken links mark lawrence mark how are you i'm good i'm good thanks rob thanks for asking uh, that, that's that's a pleasure um, so uh, let's let's take a look at the uh, uh, at your background. You've already got uh, three EPs and two albums under your belt. When did you get together
1: uh, We're not entirely a brand new band. It has to be said we've been going since uh, we probably got together about 2007 after the demise of uh, another band I was in um, and Phil got back from university so he left town. He come back. Um, my band has split up i had a bunch of um songs floating around which i've been writing for a couple of years and we just saw uh got phil's bait uh something i didn't say is that phil was uh one of my best mates um younger brothers so um yeah me me and his brother would be go out getting pissed all the time drunk and whatnot and then we would be i'd always say oh when's your drummer brother gonna be back from university he's like oh he's back now so uh yeah we 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 ended up um meeting up at a practice room in Eastleigh and just sort of going through some of my songs, jamming them out. Yeah, it all went pretty well. Um, And then um, Phil said, oh, I've got a mate, Louis, um, from school. He plays bass. How about he comes along? I said, yeah, the more the merrier, obviously. We don't want to be a a lonely two piece. So, (laughs) yeah, Louis (laughs) comes along and uh yeah he, he learned all the tracks uh, he learned them all note for note actually in the space <laughs> of a week wow so we were we, yeah we were sort of up and running playing these songs and we just said well we could go out there and rush out a gig and sound a bit pants but or we could um keep refining our sound a little bit so we spent the most of 2007 just rehearsing trying to make our sound like as big as possible you know working on the big dirty bass sounds mm-hmm. um working on you know loads of like delays and whatnot for the guitars and then at the end of um yeah 2008 i think it was yeah it would have been the whole of 2008 we were doing that and then at the end around christmas time we did our first gig at the joiners in southampton and it just sort of uh yeah it grew from there it's always just been a learning experience growing so we did three EPs for the first couple of years, trying to work out what our sound is. And once we had done that, we thought, right, okay, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll go into a local studio and do, um, do our album. So we did that and then we did our second album, uh, more or less straight after doing the first one. And then uh, we sort of burnt ourselves out a little bit and we've had a bit of time out to sort of reevaluate what we've been doing and we're in the position we're in now cool so when when was the second album second album was around about 2015
0: 2015 so wow okay so yeah, yeah. That, that is quite a sort of hiatus you've been on but uh the the third album uh, conflict states uh will be out on friday the 30th of april this year 2021 um the single pioneers we're gonna hear that shortly that's out now um Just um, uh, you you mentioned uh, uh, initially they were your songs that you're playing. Is the songwriting process still? uh, Is it mainly you, or or do you um, do you all contribute to that?
1: Um, I sort of write all the lyrics, but the lyrics are a kind of afterthought. Really, Mm. Uh, we're mainly a band that focus on the music first because that's the sort of you know the stuff we like. So, um, I mean, yeah, a a lot of the songs I'll probably do at home, but then a lot of them have also come from the practice room. So obviously we initially started with all of my songs, but, you know, as we started rehearsing, there'd be like Phil would come out with a drum beat. Then, you know, one of us would like it. Then one of us might put something over the top of it in the practice room. But, um, and then what would what would then happen is I'd take all of that away, and then I'd arrange it on a computer at home and try and build an entire demo out of it um and then put lyrics to it at some point later okay. um because ob- obviously we're not we don't strictly stick to the guitar bass and drums, we also mess around a lot with synthesized sounds and whatnot, so to take it home, you can actually think about it and layer it up a little bit more
0: cool and how does that um, affect you playing live then uh it, it you know you, you sound like um you're, you're clearly a sort of studio band um how does that translate into a live performance
1: yeah it's something which we built up over the years so the, our first gigs was just us with no click track in our ears and we were just guitar bass vocals and drums and uh, we, we got on fine with that because uh, of all our, early, our earliest songs. I think there's one called Within Isolation. Um, and we used to just play that with no synths playing in the background. It wasn't until we went to, to our first um, studio, which is the Ranch production house in Southampton, um, And we was talking to the engineer and he goes, oh, "See, so you, you come in with these ideas and you've got synthesized sounds and things like that. And your band could really open, open up a bit but you're kind of limiting yourselves to what you can actually do live. But he said, have you ever thought about having a backing track? And we were like, no, because we thought it was like the ultimate sin. (laughs) And he goes, look, listen, guys, everyone does it, you know, and as long as you're not faking the vocals over the top, no one's going to really care. Yeah. Um, So that's basically what we've done is, we started off with uh, Phil used to have the cl- um, like a click track in his ears and the backing track would come out through the PR and he'd have to tap us in with his drumsticks, you know. And mm. it was always a bit of a fiasco because sometimes we'd miss it and it would mess up the entire live performance. But um, over the years, what we've done is we've actually got a really tight rig now. So um, we have a laptop on stage that's playing the synthesizers. Um, and and here and there, there's a little bit of rhythm guitar but we keep it mainly to just that. You won't, all the guitars are real, all the bass is real and all the vocals is real but for the synthesizer, rather than having an extra player we've got a laptop doing it because um they're more reliable and they always show up to practice and you don't have, you don't have to pay them as well
0: <laughs> yeah always so, uh, always convenient robots are coming for your job as well yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah the good thing is um we've uh, we we always play around with technology quite a lot so um the amount of effects i i use on our on our um, on our songs is colossal I used to have a massive guitar pedal with about 30 stomp boxes on mm-hmm. there and to try and press them in between songs and sing and play guitar was a, like a nightmare so we ended up buying all these um, Line 6 effects and amp simulators and they can actually be driven by the laptop that's playing the backing track Right. so where Metallica play and they've got some geezer behind stage pressing the boxes for them so that you know, they can concentrate on playing guitars. We've got exactly the same thing, but it's a laptop done yeah. on the cheap. Yeah, you know, yeah. so so we don't have to worry about um, changing effects or anything like that whilst we're playing. And uh, yeah, we've got all wireless in air monitors, so we can hear what's going on and we can all hear the click. So it, it sort of makes the live performance a lot tidier.
0: Yeah, certainly, and that's certainly. It sounds like something that you know that uh, you've you've learnt over the years. You know, you've 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 come from one you know the the fully authentic live only stuff and now you've managed to incorporate the uh uh, the electronic electronic stuff as well um and yeah it sounds like quite a sort of lengthy learning process you've just summarized
1: yeah it is yeah we've had a lot of mishaps on the way like um batteries running out on the iphone Ah. which um (laughs) you know which had all the backing tracks on and then uh we used to we used to have it so that we'd leave it to the um in-house p uh like um, mixer for the venue. Yeah, he would. He, we would send the click track to him to send it back to us through yeah. the through our in ears and whatnot. But sometimes it would end up coming through the front of the house.
0: Oh so no! All the, uh,
1: all the audience uh, can hear it as well. And we were like, right, we got to stop that from happening. How can we get around it? So it was mm. all a bit trial and error. But yeah. um, we've had the gear which we've been using now for a couple of years now, and we yeah we sort of swear by it. And we also got these. Um, line six variax guitars which i use so a lot of our tracks especially on the new album there's weird and wonderful tunings and it just seems like <laughs> we're, we're dropping the strings lower and lower and lower so like there's mm. a drop drop g song and uh, things in um you know uh, drop c and things like that and uh, to tune all of that, that up on the fly whilst you're at a gig is an, a nightmare so yeah. we've got these guitars which digitally do it on wow. the fly so so yeah we don't have to worry about retuning our guitars on stage so yeah that stuff's out there so we just try and use it all
0: yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yes. Uh, uh, you're certainly making use of the technology as well as as well as um, you know, uh, staying authentic as well. You're not replacing the, the whole thing. You know, you're not uh, not just uh, doing a karaoke job. You, you know, you're turning up and playing a gig. Um, but uh, but as your as your engineer said originally, you know, you, it, it's it's uh, part of the scenery now. And um, uh, and if you don't do it, you're really going to limit yourselves.
1: Yeah, I mean. Uh, uh i won't lie to you if you come to one of our live shows i can guarantee you you will hear a couple of mistakes which proves that it's
0: live but that's live <laughs> <laughs> you know that's yeah. the point that's what everybody wants to see yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. but let's take a listen uh to pioneers now this is the single this was out just last week i think yeah that's mm-hmm. it yeah um this is uh this is broken links and pioneers links and their single pioneers that's out now uh mark lawrence frontman of broken links is with me still mark you still there i'm still here yeah excellent <laughs> good well we just uh, just heard uh pioneers can you uh, shed some light on on what that track's about for us
1: um well it's more or less it's about all of us you know we're all pioneering something uh, we're all going through particular struggles there's all There's always something which we start off at the bottom and we have to fight and persevere to work our way up to the top or there's something which, you know, throughout history, there's been people that are taking on something that's quite challenging, which isn't accepted by the world, you know, and they fight and persevere until it's finally accepted. Or, you know, in, yeah, until they're finally respected, you know, throughout that whole time, they're just basically unnoticed and not taken note of. Um, and I just think it resonates for everyone. You know, you could say, you know, you could have that as a soundtrack for the Olympics or something like mm-hmm. that, <laughs> yeah. you know, because they're, they're all going for something. But, it's, you know, it's people, you know, new parents, they're going through that sort of thing as well, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just everybody everybody you can just relate to that but um i guess that the, the, where it came from is slightly more selfish um is that we did our uh second album at the end of our second album we basically been uh, basically been pushing the band as hard as we possibly could for a, from 2008 all the way up to 2015 and basically to go unnoticed um and unheard and to just keep constantly uh you know Messaging people saying, oh, will you come to our show? You know, some manager of X band. Can you come to our show? Would you be interested? You send them all your press packs through and then they never show up or You want to get on the bill for a particular festival and they're they just, you know, you get led along and things like that And you never get on there. It, it can just sort of crush you in the end um, It's not just that though as well. We we always felt like when you're in a band at our sort of level you can fill a little bit at the bottom of the artistic um pile mm. you know so like it's great being in a band but if you you if you're you have to pay a lot of money to be a band you know it's a very expensive hobby you have to pay studios you've got to pay pr you've got to pay for photos uh, you've got to pay for music videos um you've got to pay for the cds and your merch everything mm-hmm. but um the money you get back is slim and if people do want to use your music it's always sold to you as if like you should be feel privileged that we're using your music we're not going to mm. pay you anything but you should feel privileged that we're using your music um and it's like and sometimes you know it's from, you know it's from the people we you know which which are supposed to be helping you and it's it just got, it just got a little bit soul destroying in the end and it's it's like that's when we sort of had our re-evaluation and our epiphany and we just thought why are we plowing so much money into this Mm -hmm. you know and it's like why don't we try and do something different Uh, you know and I guess we took a look in the mirror decided right we're not going to push to try and make it anymore it's 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 not fun you know I, I I was ended up doing gigs where I was just constantly analyzing our performances, you know, yeah. it's, everything just got very stressful. And then in the end we um, just decided, right, we're going to do, we're going to do this new album, Conflict States. It's called out on 30th of April, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do it all ourselves, everything, um, uh, the music videos, absolutely everything we're going to do ourselves and not pay much money on it at yeah. all. Um, and we decided that we were just going to write the music which we wanted to and write about things which we wanted to write about, even if it might piss people off. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so we've gone for that. And as a result, it's taken a bit longer to make it um, because we've had to learn how to record and mix it and master it all ourselves. And it's, uh, we've probably gone through the process about 15 times yeah. to get to the point, uh, point where it is now um so we wanted to have a song which sort of matched what we were doing there and pioneers is that sort of song um and then taking a step back and thinking a little bit outside the box you know you had to you know you got to realize take your head out your ass a little bit everyone's sort of in this position one way or another um yeah and that's what pioneers is
0: about yeah, so it's, it sounds like a, that's an interesting sort of uh, saga you've you've just uh, just summed up is that. Uh, you know it's been a it, it was constraining but it's a liberating experience for you because you've you know you've gone well we don't care if we piss people off we you know this is we're gonna do what we wanna do uh and and you know we're gonna uh, and i think that there's a lot of um you know that's where real create real creativity comes from you know that's uh uh is it, not being afraid to piss people off and i think that people like that more <laughs> when they when yeah. they realize that that's that's what's happening
1: yeah
0: yeah cool um Okay, so um, uh, you've uh, you, you've kind of given us a sort of overview of the album and, and the sort of feel and the and the, the, the uh, feeling behind it. Um, uh, I've already uh, mentioned um, uh, Depeche Mode and Nine Inch Nails, and you've drawn lots of comparisons to, to those, and quite rightly so. You know, you 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 certainly uh, you're, your sound is certainly as uh, as tight and as slick as those. As a, those there's a justifiable comparisons, but who? Um, who influence Broken Links? Who are the Who are the sort of uh, the the root uh, of blo- Broken Links music?
1: Um, I'd have to say it's Metallica mainly, um, because when I was f- thirteen, fourteen, I had a mate at school called Blob. Uh, I haven't seen him for years, but um, he um, he was heavily into Metallica, and he um, he was like listen to this stuff, and I I was sort of into Britpop back then. Um, learning how to play guitar, but as soon as he introduced me to Metallica, it was like it's a whole different world, you know, all the, there's it, more technical, you know, it's, it's basically more technical than Noel Gallagher's stuff, you know what I mean? So yeah. so when you're learning Metallica stuff, you get the guitar tab book, you're trying to learn it note for note, um, and then you've got your, one of your mates is learning it, and before you know it, our other mate, Jake, he was, he, he played guitar, he was learning Metallica, mate Kaplan was, learning guitar as well he was playing it so we we're all sort of I guess we we're all sort of supporting each other learning how to play guitar listening to this Metallica music and whatnot and it was just it's just sort of ingrained
0: you yeah. know
1: it's ingrained into your playing like Metallica's style because Round load time they were getting a bit more bluesier wasn't it it's was a bit more bluesy the the solo's more more based around a pentatonic scale so mm. it was all a bit easier to learn but yeah that's where i sort of started um it was metallica and it sort of grew from there so my parents had mtv um yeah. and in like the, the mid-90s you were lucky. Um, and late yeah yeah <laughs> on cable cable got installed into the area <laughs> so uh i sort of cried my tried my arse off until they um, bought it and um, we got MTV. So, back then, you know, Nirvana was always being played, so they were massively up there on the influences. But that's when I also got introduced to a lot of other new music, like Depeche Mode. When Ultra came out um, and De- a barrel of a gun was released, I mean, I saw the premiere for that on MTV and it sort of blew my mind. And it sort of, you know, I was very much. My parents listened to Dire Straits, Eric Clapton, and I was sort of listening to Metallica and Oasis and all the Britpop stuff. And then there's this whole realm of other music. You know, it's when you're that age, it's um, you can't take all of these bands on, you know, mm. in one sitting. You sort yeah. of, you branch out and you grow your sort of musical taste from there. Um, so, yeah, one by one. Um, I started learning of all these other new bands, and then my brother, I've got an older brother, and he um, he used to play guitar, and he listens to a lot of heavier stuff, and he got me into Nine Inch Nails, um, Tool, uh, Rage Against the Machine, all that sort of stuff, yep, so he's, yep. I was always um, borrowing the CDs, and of course, I was already picking up the guitar by then, so I was trying to learn them, um, and then... Yeah, was just, then then it was more about finding out bands for myself, and that's when I was, used to start going down the local venue all the time, the joiners in Southampton, watching all the bands touring. Um, yeah, and I, I mean a, a, another band that sort of inspires me is Hellas for Heroes, and even um, nowadays Idols as well. They're they're like it's not just about their music; it's also about their their passion for it and their drive and their determination. Yeah. Um to actually get somewhere with the music you know it's quite inspiring to see that so what are you
0: listening to at the moment
1: um lots of idols um i'm listening to viagra boys and their new album um listen to that a lot uh bicep as well so obviously they're a bit more edm so i listen to a lot of that as well a lot of glitchy stuff like clark and apex twin um but yeah i know that um Phil listens to a lot of the Mars Volta mm-hmm. and Louis listens to a lot of the cure and audio slave at the moment. Oh, okay. Um so yeah, that's what's sort of um, spinning around
0: yeah, cool. on our uh, on our iPods. <laughs> <laughs> as, as much as iPods spin, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, what have you been up to during lockdown? We've all been locked down over the past for, for pretty much the entire year now. So, so what's been going on during that time? Has it just been uh, polishing this album, or have you been up to uh, up to anything else as well? Yeah, no,
1: first and foremost, it was. Uh, I, 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 it was, it was almost like a gift from the gods, because <laughs> it was, you know, it was work at home all the time, and uh, you can't go to the pub every yeah, week like yeah. you normally do. Or at so all. you're gonna have to, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to stay in, and you're gonna have to actually finish this album. Um, and uh, yeah, and plus, and plus, my my my, uh, my partner was um, pregnant, so I wanted to try and get this all done before uh, the baby popped out, um, and I've managed to do that, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, it's finished the album off and it's planning all the music videos. Uh, so we've gone out and we've started filming one of them. Because So there's one with Pioneers at the moment, so that's done and it's out there. But we've, 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 we've got plans to do about another seven more and we've done five, I think. Um, and we've half recorded another one, which um, involved us dressing up a bit and going out and about looking like a bunch of wallies <laughs> uh, so that's sort of done um but before within the next month we have got to go out and record um a music video for our next single and we've got to do it quite quickly because uh, because <laughs> obviously there's a deadline because the next single is coming out yeah and plus um my uh, i'm moving house soon as well and um i've got a ton of props in my garage and um they're proper creepy it looks like a serial killer's garage at the moment <laughs> so before the removal men come round, i really want to get that that stuff on gum tree and out of there so yeah that's sort of what we're up to at the moment um
0: yeah i'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see what what comes with that that's uh, now I, you've sort of given me that sort of uh, um you know that that peep into the, the the upcoming video uh yeah i'm going to look forward to uh to, to seeing how that turns out and also what your gumtree listings must look like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh, let's talk about gigs then with the world hopefully opening up um in the next few months uh, again uh, and gigs hopefully starting up fingers crossed but let's not speak too soon but uh have you got any gigs lined up
1: nothing lined up at the moment um we don't want to fall into the trap of booking something and then we've only got to re reschedule it or you know we don't want to disappoint ourselves mm. plus uh it'll be yeah it'll be, but we definitely want to get something booked in we'll get something local but i mean we haven't even rehearsed now for about a year right because uh, of the because of the lockdown so um yeah we've got to go back to the drawing board and re you know say hello to each other first i imagine because everything's been done over the phone facebook messenger and god knows what else so yeah we need to book something in start practicing um yeah and get some gigs but um it would be nice to do the you know a tour of the uk but i mean last time we did it, it it's quite tough
0: yeah, yeah. getting
1: gigs because obviously you know venues uh finding it tough to run at the moment well the past couple of years they have mm. um you know you've got to shift x amount of tickets in order to have a gig um and when you're a band that's relatively unknown from Southampton, trying to shift at least 30 tickets to a gig in aberdeen is yeah quite tricky it's yeah, quite yeah. tricky to do that so getting anything together is tough so you've got to really you know dig deep to find the venues that will put you on
0: yeah. yeah. So, so if you were just, just, just supposing, you know, in the in the in the sort of uh, uh, ideal world, uh, if you were to go on a tour in say six months' time, um, who who's your ideal touring partner? Who who would you most want to tour with?
1: Well, uh, well, let's let's think big. Let's say the Petch mode. Right. Um, we'll we'll support we'll support. <laughs> we ain't got a problem with that. Um, and you know, it, it's firstly it's going to be guaranteed arenas. You know, So that's great, yeah. even though every, everyone's going to be at the bar by the time we're on it, 8pm eight, eight, um, 8 whenever it is for a half an hour, <laughs> or they'll be stuck on the tube, won't they? Um, <laughs> but I've, I also think that there's a whole realm of fans out there who have not heard us yet, um, and the Depeche Mode fans, I think they'd quite like our stuff, but so it's just getting that, that music into their ears, um, and supporting Depeche Mode would be great.
0: <laughs> that's, uh, yeah yeah that, that's 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 justifiable and um I, well i think that's a pretty good idea so if uh, depeche mode do hear this then uh they should certainly uh, uh uh get in touch and um uh and we'll hopefully put something together but um but yeah,
1: sorry, part, yeah on, part of the problem rob, part of the problem rob is that we can't we can't even get the local depeche mode tribute act to Get to support them, <laughs> let alone the real one
0: i think it's pr- probably because the, uh they're concerned you'll outshine them i, I bet that i think that's probably no, the I don't, uh, I don't know that's I probably don't know. the problem i don't know oh, no. come on come on <laughs> think thing positive hey hey uh, listen mark uh, thanks so much for for joining me for for a chat through uh, pioneers and a, a sneak preview of the album and um congratulations on the baby and uh, and and believe me it does get better quickly so i know you're going through a, a tough sleepless time at the moment um, uh, but it will get better quickly so uh congratulations with that and No, sure, yeah, thanks keep 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 thinking positive
1: yeah we'll do we'll do
0: rob excellent <laughs> mark lawrence frontman with broken links thank you very much for joining me cheers thanks rob And all the links you need to connect with Broken Links are on the show page, of course, as ever. Just go to realrobtaylor.com and search for Broken Links. Uh, While you're there, check out some previous episodes of the show and sign up to the guest list to make sure that you never miss any of the new ones that come out. Uh, You'll be first to know if you go to realrobtaylor.com slash guest list and sign up there. Don't forget to subscribe as well on your favourite podcast provider. Just search for Real Rob Taylor. Thanks once again to Mark Lawrence for speaking to us in this episode. And thank you for listening. The Real Rob Taylor on RealRobTaylor.com. The Real Rob Taylor is a Reads More production. All tracks in this show are protected by copyright and have been included with the express permission of the copyright holders. All rights reserved.
1: Play it loud.